Yes, Saviour, do hear our gracious and humble cry. We ask that you would not pass us by, uh, that you would show your mercy on us. And we pray this in your precious name. Amen. I wonder if you've heard of the six degrees of separation. It's the idea that you are connected to every person in the whole wide world by just six steps. By moving along from one of your friends to one of their 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 friends... You have a connection to the President of the United States, or a gondolier in Venice, or anyone in the whole wide world. You just need to find the right person who knows the right person. Uh, Facebook uh, recently worked out that for their members, there aren't six degrees of separation. There's actually 3.57 degrees of separation. To get from any one person to any other person in the whole world. That's quite amazing, isn't it? But in Northern Ireland, we like to go even further. We reckon that we know someone in common, no matter who we meet. And your task is to find that common connection. I wonder if you've ever done that. You meet someone and you think, who do I know from Balamoni? Or, you know, who, who do I know in, in, in sheep farming, you know, somewhere up the country? Um, twice last weekend, um, I did the very same thing. Crawford Bell was at the concert last Friday night. And um, I thought, oh, I'm sure we know someone in common. And then he said what church he went to. And my brother-in-law is the assistant minister in Carriedoff Presbyterian Church. So that was quite easy. I just went, do you know Brian? Yes, I do know Brian. Easy. Um, The youth event that we had last weekend in Clabby, the Youth Council organised. We had a speaker uh, from Open Doors, the organisation that we pray for regularly that um, um, works with the persecuted church. I hadn't met him before. And so we started the Connections Conversation. Where do you live? Lisburn. Oh, right, okay, Lisburn, right. What church do you go to? Okay, yeah, know some people there. Um, until we found at least two common connections. It's, it's incredible uh, whenever you see it in operation. Now, why do we do that? Why do we, you know, have to find someone that we both know or find some way of connecting? Perhaps it's just nosiness. Who do you know? Who do you know that I know? But I think it's probably more likely that we're trying to find a link. A way of making sense of the other person. A way of understanding who they are. A way of getting to know them better. So just think of some of the ways that you might be referred to. This is so-and-so's mum. Or uh, this is, you know... Mrs. So-and-so's son. You know those kind of 
you're not known for yourself, you're known because of who your mum is, or your dad is, or, or your son or daughter, or whoever it might be. And, and just think of the number of surnames which highlight those kind of family connections. For example, in our family, both Wilkinson and McMurray, if you go far enough back, are the son of Wilkin and the son of McMurray, or uh, the McDonalds and the Donaldsons, both emphasising some kind of connection uh, to someone called Donald. Finding and seeing those connections, those links, seeing people in context. And that is what is going on in today's reading. In both bits, in both sections, Jesus is described in relation to others. He is the son of someone. In both sections. And the connections, the, the, the links that he says or someone says about him show us just who Jesus is and what he is like. The challenge for us this morning is this. Am I seeing the Son? Am I recognising him for who he is and, and what he means? So first up then, on the on the the bottom of the first page. Jesus is the Son of Man, sure to suffer, as the Scriptures say. Jesus is the Son of Man, sure to suffer, as the Scriptures say. Almost every year when I was at school, I, I never got an attendance certificate. When I was at school. I, sorry Amanda. I was a bad pupil. Um, every year I had. Five or six hospital appointments in Belfast. And I never made it. That's my confession today. Um, and we would have went. We would have went to Belfast on the bus. And one of my abiding memories. Was sitting in the Europa bus centre. Listening to the announcements. You know as you're waiting on your bus. There's not much to do. So you think, oh, there's the bus going to Downpatrick, or there's the bus going to wherever. Um, but the one that always stuck out in my mind was the 261 to Enniskillen. As the wee man with the Belfast accent read out, 261 to Enniskillen, calling it Ocher Crocher, Feynman Town, Vars Bridge, Vispelaw. Now, the announcement was simply saying where the bus was going, uh, the route the bus would take, and where the passengers could expect to be. But for me, I had never heard tell of all these exotic places. <laughs> they meant, I'm sorry, they meant nothing to me. In fact, with the Ocher Crocher Five Mile Town bit, it sounded like a made-up poem. A wee rhyme that he just said to see if anyone was actually listening in the bus station. It sounded, in fact, it sounded a wee bit like Balamori. You know, that children's TV programme. Now that's something like how the disciples were reacting to verses 31 to 33. Jesus takes them aside. He takes them away from the crowd that is following him. And he tells them what's coming next. Look at uh, verse 31. He says, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. And everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. Ever since chapter 9, Jesus has been on his way to Jerusalem. He, he set his face 
to go to Jerusalem. And now he's almost there. But he's saying what will happen when he gets there. He talks about the Son of Man. Everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets. And that's himself. He's using a a name, a title from the Old Testament. uh, Which is used for the promised coming king. And it emphasizes that Jesus is a man. a, A real human being just like us. So what's on the timetable? What's on the schedule? Uh, What will the Son of Man do? Well, he says, everything written about him by the prophets will be accomplished. And verses 32 and 33 fill in the detail. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spat upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day he will rise again. Jesus tells them what's going to happen. But the disciples. They don't get it. They can't see it. They don't recognise what is being said. It's like me and those bus stops for the 261. They just can't take them in. They don't understand. Verse 34, but they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them and they did not grasp what was said. You see, even as Jesus spells out who he is and what he's going to do, they still don't get it. They can't see Jesus for who he is. And perhaps that's us. This morning. Perhaps you, you prefer Christmas to Easter. You don't know why we um, make such a big deal about Holy Week and about Easter. You like Jesus but, but you don't really see what communion is all about. Keep looking at Jesus. Watch what he does and see how the connection Makes sense. The Son of Man, a man, suffering and dying to save man, to save men and women, to save all of humanity. Can you see who Jesus is? He's the Son of Man. But the disciples couldn't grasp it at that point. They they couldn't understand. They they didn't didn't see uh, who Jesus was. But there was someone there that day who could see exactly who Jesus was and what that meant for him. Turn the page. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus comes into Jericho. There's a blind man sitting at the side of the road and he's he's begging. He can't see, but there's nothing wrong with his hearing. He hears a crowd going by and he asks what's going on. So look at verse 37. They told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Now look look what he shouts. Look what he cries out. He doesn't just say Jesus of Nazareth. He says Jesus son of David 
have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. The blind man can't see. And yet he sees exactly who Jesus is. And what that means for him. Who is Jesus? He's the son of David. He makes that connection to David. The the best king in the Old Testament. And he he sees Jesus as the son of David. the, The true king. He sees Jesus as the one who can grant that royal mercy. So Jesus has him brought to him. And, and, and Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, think of what he could have asked for. He was begging. Perhaps he wanted some money. Maybe he was hungry and he just wanted some food. What do you want me to do for you? How would you answer that question as Jesus comes and asks it? What would your request be? The blind man sees Jesus for who he is. The son of David, the true king, God's chosen king. He makes the connection and so he asks for something incredible. He knows Who he is dealing with. Verse 41. Lord let me recover my sight. Lord you are the king. You are God on earth. Let me see. Let me recover my sight. No other king could do it. Imagine ringing the doorbell at Buckingham Palace. And and going into the queen and saying. Right you're the queen. Well fix my eyesight. She couldn't do it. But because Jesus is the son of David, he is able to do it. Recover your sight, he says. Your faith has made you well. The blind man saw who Jesus was, the son of David. And now he can see. So imagine that you're him for a moment. You haven't been able to see for years and years and years. What would you use your sight for? You could look at anyone or anything. Would you settle down to watch your first sunset? Would you just take simple pleasure in looking at a tree or a flower? Would you watch children play? Would you sit and watch TV? But the blind man recovers his sight and followed him, glorifying God. He uses his sight to follow Jesus, to look at Jesus. And one of the first things that he'll see is Jesus accomplish everything written about him as he goes to the cross. Can you see Jesus for who he is and for what that means for you? In a few moments, we'll take a piece of bread and we'll break it. We'll take a cup of wine 
and we'll sip it. Pictures of what Jesus has done for us. His body broken. His blood poured out. The son of David. The king who died to save and forgive those who had rebelled against his rightful rule. The son of man who endured the shameful suffering and the cruel cross for sinful men and women like you and me. We remember his cross, but we also remember that he was raised on the third day, that Jesus did not stay dead. So look for the connection. Jesus is the son of David. He's the son of man. Jesus died and rose to bring us to himself. No more degrees of separation. No more friends of friends of friends. Jesus brings us to himself. So come today. Come by faith. See Jesus for who he is and what he has done for you. Receive him as your king and follow him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that that he is the glorified Son of Man and Son of David. Help us today to come by faith, to bow before him, to receive his mercy and to follow him all our days. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.